It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Booyah. Um, he missed it. He missed it. He missed it. I hear the stadium. He missed it. Okay, did you hear that? Do y'all hear that? I, I do hear that. you guys hear the stadium from my apartment? He missed I do, it. I hear, do hear that. He missed it. You guys Dude, don't tell me you took the Browns. Uh, don't tell me you took the Browns. If it's the ultimate Kool-Aid intoxication if he does. Hey, listen. We got to stump pump your stomach you got, if you took you the Browns. You guys been drinking NyQuil. You're sleepy. Headline reads, Fool's Goals oh, Rush. Oh, no, you oh, did not. Drunk on Kool-Aid. <laughs> Walker minds the Niners. And guess what I had just to back up? Listen, this is one for a punt return, Kool-Aid. This is one for a pick six, Kool-Aid. <laughs> this is P.J. Walker getting that dub. Kool-Aid, baby. Let's get it done. Two days later. Yeah. They got to show up on Sunday just like we do. <laughs> You suckers, get up out of here. Yes. I'm chasing. Hold on. Hold on. They did it. Bro, they did it. Let's go. I told you. I told you on Friday. The Kool-Aid Mafia is back. Everybody picked against them. I picked on national TV. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. It would have been more special if he meant it when he picked them, but he did nonetheless. He can, let me tell you something. Bull's been trying to take a dump on G. Bush's pick since the second the Browns this won. This is a beautiful thing. The Browns won. No one were wrong. Jay Earl and we G. Were wrong. said the team was done last week. We were wrong. And G gets no credit. No credit. But the Browns won. No credit. Now that he's done, G. Bush, we are not worthy. We... Are not worthy. I will say, 96 hours ago, both of you said this was a punt game. Both of you yes, said it was a punt you. game. However, him yes, too. However, yes. him too. Listen, if you want, you can cherry pick things that all of us said during the week that makes it seems like we're done. But he, no, ah, no, we never said it. Ah, ah, ah. We never we said were, they were done. You never, were, you never. were just as despondent. Never. Now listen, never. There's one thing that we said last week that matters. One thing. You got it wrong. You got it yep. wrong. I got it wrong. Mike got it wrong. All the experts got it wrong. Mr. Kool-Aid, take your victory lap. Uh, listen, I just want to let you guys know why we have thousands <laughs> in the chat. Um, I wore every chain that I got. You see them out of here? Every one chain I got. Mr. T started Mr. Kit. Mr. T started Kit. <laughs> by the way, and, and by the way, people ask for it. You, do you know how much faith you got to have in the Cleveland Browns to go to your distributor and tell them, listen, print those alternate Cleveland Browns Kool-Aid Mafia orange shirts up. Print them up. He says, G. Bush, I'm sorry, man. You're not moving units. Why would you move? Why would you switch it up to the orange and the Browns don't even have Deshaun Watson playing? I said, don't worry about it. The Kool-Aid Mafia will come and support. And guess what I did? I said, go ahead and give me an order of thousands of these. I had it sitting out like it was the first day of Christmas. I said, all I need is to win. I told my mother, my agent, who's my lawyer, and who's my stylist. I said, all I need, all I need is one or two solid people with me, and we can get this victory. Miles Garrett called me, said, I got it done, big fella. Don't send me one of the Kool-Aid shirts because I'm not going to wear it on TV. But I got you, big dog. And guess what happened? Guess what happened? We came out there and we got it. We heard all last week Brock Purdy was going to the NFL. We heard hey, Brock Purdy was going all the way, all the way. We heard way, he was better than Josh Allen. All the way to the doggone. <laughs> he got his gold jacket last week here on UCSS. <laughs> and the Cleveland Browns defense showed up and showed out. And this is going to be a great, great day. Yesterday was a perfect example. With the Browns winning, with the Jets beating the Eagles, yeah. with the Giants playing a great game, but losing to Damn the Bills. Damn near beat the Bills. Is why you can't lose your mind every week. You can lose your mind in excitement for the Browns winning, but you can't turn every week into to a, 
what the team is. It's a week-to-week league, and this week, more than any other this year, showed you that. That was a great win. And I know they played. It was sloppy. It was ugly. The offense didn't do They much. easily could have lost. They're easily not going to should have. Easily could have lost. could have lost that That's game. That's why saying the should have, would have game is no, stupid. stupid. Dumb. It's dumb. Means nothing. They won the game. And that's all that matters. And that's and it. that's it. They that's it. they played a great game considering the circumstances. Jay, it was you're a great win. Salvo? Well, the thing that aggravated me was people were saying, well, the Niners lost Debo Oh, Samuel. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, well, yeah, they had hear. injuries. I'm like, yo, hold on a minute. Yeah. Brown's quarterback was elevated from the practice squad the day before. Our best lineman. No Nick Chubb. No Joel Batonio. So you can miss me with the Niners had injuries and, and the, the phantom call that went the Browns way in against the Niners. There was a bunch of calls in that game that were a little skittish. Both sides. The officials corrected some of them. Some of them were head scratchers. Mm. Whatever, man. This, the, a lot of these calls mm. are just split second. Yeah. They're judgment decisions. The Browns earned this. They earned every bit of it. This defense is for real. We're going to get into it. Some of the numbers they're putting up yeah. are numbers that are not allowed. You're, they're not possible in this game, the way that the game's played today, with the way the teams throw the ball over the field. This defense is for real. I saw we uh, Tyvis put the clip in there. Dante Whitner poo-pooing the Browns. Cleveland guy, Dante Whitner. I know. Yeah, poo-pooing the Browns not before the game. Play. Now, well, he, he was had, going off the numbers sheet. Yeah, he, he had off, not watched. But Shirley. guess why those numbers are that bad? Because they played the Browns and were early in the season. Yeah, no doubt. That's why their numbers were as bad and, as they and were. And yes, the injuries, of course, played a factor. So what? As I talk about all the time, injuries are always a factor. That's and right. you can't whine about the officials. Our fans do it. Our fans were whining in the first half. Their fans were whining in the second half. I don't want to hear it. There's bad calls in every game. Yep. Tough toenails. There it was. doesn't matter. And if Shannon hand such a genius then the injury shouldn't have mattered <clears throat> he went away from the run when purdy was clearly struggling he made a mistake and you don't get off the hook yeah i mean if i'm the if i'm a niner fan i'm like okay it's not a big deal it's not a big deal the niners are still the best team in football yeah. despite the way they played yesterday but yesterday the browns beat them and that's all that matters and no excuses matter no that's it yeah i don't want to hear about the injuries either i mean they did have both of those players for part of that game the Browns yep. were without three vital cogs to yep. their machine yep. for the entire game. Yep. And the quarterback. The, quor- the quarterback. It was the quarterback. Yeah. What's stunning to me about – we talk always talk about turnovers and how you can't win with turnovers. You just can't do <laughs> I it. I said this yesterday. Yeah. His touchdown to turnover line right now is five touchdowns to 17 turnovers. Wow. Yet – He's 5-3 and three as a starting quarterback. Well, that's why the records are meaningless. You I can't mean, look into the records. Well, just, the, what it tells me is... He's beating I, Tom Brady. He's not... Is he, is he the answer? No, no. No. But to the point that you need a superstar quarterback in this league, yes, I believe you do. However, I also believe that an elite defense trumps a great quarterback. And this defense, although we had questions crop up after the Ravens loss. They answered all of those questions and more yesterday. What I love more than anything about the win, and we talk about this all the time, where are the dogs? Where are the dogs? There's no added. Yesterday, from before the kickoff inside that stadium, there was attitude. Where does that attitude come from? That's easy. Jim Schwartz. He instills dog in that defense. I loved the skirmish before the game. I Mm -hmm. loved it. It showed me that the Browns were making a statement before the opening kickoff. We're not going to be pushed around in our building. You're in for a 60-minute war. And that's what they put up. And now, like, yes, they should have had the Pittsburgh game. The amazing thing about the NFL, you always say week to week. The other thing is, over 17 games, the gods usually disperse an equal number of cards. Yes, they should have won the Steelers game. Yesterday... Easily could have been a loss. Yep. Should have and could have don't matter. No, there's no such thing as football out. gods. Let's they go. Wash out. It's football. They two, went out, kicked some at, ass. At three and two now, they're in an interesting position. I don't think I can remember a time <clears throat> if the Chargers win tonight, and that's a big if because they play a good football team that needs a bounce back win. Even if they lose, think of this, guys. Twelve of the sixteen teams in the AFC have three wins. At least three wins. Well, the, the AFC North is the only division where all four teams are 500 yes. or better. However, the, I mean, yeah. only three teams in the AFC, if the Chargers win tonight, it's two teams. No, it's three if they win. Have a, have, don't have three wins yet. That's astonishing to yeah. me. I mean, what that says is you damn well better win this division. That's right. Because the, the hunt for a wild card in the AFC 
is going to be as muddied as it's ever been if it continues to play out like two, this. Two people I want to say shot big shout out to. One of them, I, 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 you know, I tell people I'm married to the film work. I don't want to do too much. I don't want to, you know, crap on you guys too much. I just tell it like it is. But Kevin Stefanski, let me shake your hand. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. There's your Virtual shake. There's, there's your signature win. That is a signature win by Kevin Stefanski. I don't want to hear nobody say, well, he has some plays here or there. Ridiculous. Hey, no, hey, all, no coach is going to pitch a, a, a no-hitter every game. There were some play calls that I complained about on Twitter, but I love the fact that you got a signature win. The ball fell the right way. Shout out to you. Jed Wills. Ha-ha. <laughs> Jed Wills, you were downfield on a little screen pass. I was salty at you then, but for the most part, solid game. Solid game. I saw you in them, staying on your blocks. I saw you. I spot shadowed you. You weren't giving up crazy pressures. I thought you played a decent game, and this is the great thing about football. Just because I, I, I correct you a couple of games does not mean I don't want you to win. Salute to you. I like what you did there, son. Big Both, win. Bosa uh, had two impact plays in that game. He had the knockdown pass early the bat, yeah. and, the, and the sack late that seemed really big in the moment. But other than that, the offensive line held up really well. And, 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 and Teller had a key hold yeah. that brought back a touchdown. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about that. That was a stupid – and that had – And I, that was uh, questionable. Sometimes that was questionable. Some, sometimes, no, he nah, held that was a hold. It was a, it was a, was a hold. hold, but I've seen worse that wasn't yeah, bad. Yeah, but that yeah. was a hold. You can't complain about that. What sucks about that is sometimes you'll say, well, if it wasn't for that holding penalty, we would have had a touchdown. But you can, you can argue – you wouldn't have had a touchdown if, if it weren't for the hole. Right. If that wasn't the case in this one. No. They had nothing to do it, with it the was, outcome. It was beyond the play. They, they lost six. Well, we got to get to the defense because they won yeah, the game. Yeah, we got to get to a lot of things. Uh, yeah. First, Mikey McNuggets has some business to take care of. Mikey, our first hello to you this morning. What is up, guys? we got a couple things, and I'll toss mm -hmm. it right back to you. But first and foremost, if you guys did not tune in, you saw a little clip of it in the cold open. But the post-game show, once again, the people came out in troves once again. The number one most viewed post game show in the entire city. So shout out to you guys for tuning in. What is that out. up to? Uh, in the forties now. So forty thousand. Yeah, which is pretty cool. More people we that can sit inside Progressive Field. Exactly. It's a cool thing. We appreciate y'all. Yesterday was a special moment because we had drama live, and then you could obviously see G's reaction. Uh, where I live, I can hear the stadium from my apartment. So fifty yeah. seconds before they showed it on TV, I hear Brown Stadium erupt, and I'm like. Holy, you know what? He just missed it. And I hear it, and I hear people outside yelling, and they're like, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I got to see it. I'm like, I'm telling y'all, I hear it. I hear it. So that was cool. So appreciate y'all checking in, tuning out. If you want live reaction, it's on our YouTube page. Also, outside of the Blue Raspberry Kool-Aid, which Superfan Miss Nuggets chose for us today, we have some mimosas out there. And there's a reason for mimosas and an extra bottle of champagne. On Saturday night, I said, if the Browns beat the Niners, I would chug a bottle of champagne on the show. Well, Tegna was like, eh, chugging, eh, maybe not. So what we did is we poured mimosas. And I also don't always listen to the rules. So guys, raise a glass. We start mm -hmm. the show with a toast. And I'm going to finish whatever we got left in this bottle, or I'm going to at least try to. To so three and two, Shout guys. out to the Browns. Shout out to three and two. And shout out to everyone out there. And to G. Bush. Yeah. What and a G. pick. Bush. The Kool-Aid Mafia, we did it. We did it, people. Oh, this is good. It's tasty. This wow. ain't bad. Who made those? Anthony. Anthony. Perfect mix. Good job, Anthony. Well done, Ant. Use the old bartender skills. Were you a bartender once upon a time? In Little Italy. Tavern of Little Italy. Oh, no kidding. He wow. Looked, he looked Look at like, him go. Look at Mikey go. Mikey, I'm, I'm impressed. you weren't supposed to chug. I don't listen to the rules. Suits are going to get on you, Mike. How do the suits know that he didn't dump that out and put water in it that's before true. the show? Uh, well, that's, that's I mean, exactly I saw him do it. I'm good. That was okay. Very Jay, good. Jay Crawford is when a, he's passed out in 28 guys, minutes. Jay well, Crawford no, is an HR nightmare. <laughs> guys, you know how do you know that? <laughs> guys, you know what's amazing <laughs> about the performance by the defense in this game? What? Is that the first drive, the Niners went right down the field and scored. And that was it. And you're like, oh, boy. It's going to be one of those days. 
And from there on out, the Niners really didn't move the ball well, at all. Not only all that. All 10 points came off turnovers then, short they, then Fred Warner with the pick, and they got a short field, 7 nothing. Then right. you really look bad. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was crazy. I was like, at that point in time. And that was a terrible throw. I was like, yeah, um, yeah, we ain't drinking nothing today. That's about, about to get <laughs> ugly. Yeah, I, I, I thought so, too. I really did. <laughs> now, the funny thing is, you mentioned the opening drive, 7 yeah. nothing. We talked earlier in the week about how Kyle Shanahan – they, they, that's what they do. They've done yeah. that all season long. Now, right. in six opening drives, they've scored 38 points. I mean, you could get 42 if you scored a touchdown in yeah. all six opening drives. When he's scripted and they're going along and they're stay, the key was they stayed on schedule and they were easy. You know, they were easier third downs to, to pick up on. I actually, had, I thought we were done at that I, point. I actually had not even started watching the game yet. I had I had it like paused, yeah, because I just had to do something really quick. And by the time I got there, I saw an alert that the, the yeah. Niners uh, scored don't you before hate I started that. the game. Don't, don't you hate yeah. that the worst? Yeah. I was alert. I was trying to save myself. You like, dang, seven yeah. already? I know. I was like, yeah, oh, I know. It's like it defeats the whole purpose yeah. of the day. Um, thirteen and eight now. I couldn't I couldn't believe this. The Browns are thirteen and eight all time against San Francisco. This is one of the best franchises in the history of the league. Yeah, man. They're eight and two in home games against San Francisco. Man. I mean, some things you just scratch your head. One thing that was wild from yesterday was the Jets had never beaten the Eagles. Right. Never. And they were down 14-3 in their game. It looked like certain. I they were you know, smoked. that game really mirrored in a lot of ways the Browns and the Niners. You had an undefeated team. 100%. You had a big underdog that uh, that came out at home and won the game. I think anybody questioning the Browns defense going into this game was probably people that were not watching them play. I don't I don't believe Dante Wander, Wander, Whitner had watched the Browns play. I believe that. I don't think he had ever watched them play before he saw those statements. Or maybe he saw the Ravens game last week only where they played their worst game defense. But that's the only time you saw them play. I can understand yeah. why you'd think they weren't that good. But that performance... And again, it's fair to acknowledge that the Niners had injuries within the game no. and that the weather was bad. It's fair to acknowledge no, it. No, uh-uh. Not, they came in healthy, and we put that smackdown on them. When you put we, them pads we on don't, people, we, yeah. yes, we sir. don't have to. Yes, sir. We don't have to pretend things that happened that didn't happen. Those injuries were part of the game, but it does, that's not an excuse for the way the Niners played. They had Brock Purdy, and he was awful. The Browns made him look awful. The weather factored in, no doubt. But he looked awful in that game. He played – listen, P.J. Walker is not an NFL quarterback. No. He has no business starting an NFL game. But he outplayed and, Brock Purdy. he played better than Brock Purdy. He didn't play well, but he played better no, than Brock Purdy did. Neither guy played well. No. But the thing of it was, what was weird, what, sometimes we always say it matters what you do in the fourth quarter. I thought that Purdy did enough to get them the win. On that final that, drive. That last drive, it was the first time he, he woke looked up. comfortable. He woke the up. The first so, drive and the last drive were that the was only it. times that he was looked it. comfortable. But watching, that, watching him operate in that last drive, I thought, he's going to be good. The only time it matters yep. in the game, he's going to be good. And their kicker, a Michigan product, did I say he's a Michigan product? Who had not product? missed before yesterday. I had not missed. And boy, did you see the pictures of him in the stadium with that, all, all of his family members that were there to watch this it? This all goes into it, Jay. Wow. The, fa- the fact that you play on the lakeshore is a reason people be missing. I'm not going to give you no excuse to talk about the weather. It is what it is. You come right. to Cleveland. We had to kick in it. That's, part, right. of, that's part of what we do up here. Yeah. You, so that was part of the win. We talk about, look, we need to make it nasty and ugly. I love what Kevin Stefanski said at halftime. Laughing and joking about how nasty we're dragging them right down in the mud. Yeah, that was yep. a good line. I yep. love that one. Two guys to me that deserve a lot of credit. We haven't talked about either of these guys a lot this year. One if you look at the box score of this game and you go to defense and you look at Dalvin Tomlinson, you're not going to be impressed if you look at the box score. If you did not watch the game. Right. If you just look at the box score, he was Dalvin Tomlinson ball. says one tackle. Yep. There's no stats. He essentially had no stats. But if you watch that game, he was – that's why you can't – the stats are almost irrelevant when it comes to defense because anybody watching that game, they called his name like 15 times. He kept – disrupting the play for other guys to make plays. He was fantastic, and he's a fat guy. I love fat guys because I'm a fat guy. He's got the big fat guy head that barely fits in the helmet, and I love it. Number two, JOK was all over the place. He was. He was all over. He was a monster. The Browns had eight eight sacks and, and tackles for a loss total on defense. Eight total. He had four of them. All Four over. of the eight. All over. He was. You know what? I was. I remember when we had DeQuell in, and he was saying 
He's thinking and it's slowing down his process. He's playing now without a brain in his head. He, he's got one mission, get to the football. And his athleticism now, and that's the difference between a Jim Schwartz and a Joe Woods, who was trying, Joe Woods was trying to put him into a, a bin. This is who you are and this is what you do. Right. Jim Schwartz came and looked at him and said, oh, hell no. No, you just play football. Yeah. You just go find the football and you're going to be just fine. Yeah. Kevin called him a heat-seeking missile after the game. That's what he looked like. And and I, we talked about before the year, if he's going to have success in the NFL, this is the system for him. The defensive line creates chaos up front. The linebackers clean it up. And he's allowed to play freely, move fast, chase the ball. Oh, oh. And he had the best game of his life yesterday. Guys, guys, did you get this message? No. There is a message right here. It's been going off. I think my phone is on silent. There's an Amber Alert out for George Kittle. We have he he, <laughs> he got taken away in a Cadillac sedan. He's uh. been missing since Friday night. And uh, George, where was you at, Big Dog? You, I mean, I, I gladly took the L in fantasy because you got shut down. You one know, catch, one target. Especially with Debo and McCaffrey out for you, much of the game. You were supposed to be eating. You know what's interesting about Kittle, and I noticed this late in the first quarter, and I'm not saying this is why he wasn't a performer yesterday, but there was one play where Miles, late in the first quarter, instead of attacking and going after Trent Williams and trying to get to the quarterback, he turned and absolutely blew up George Kittle. Just mm. blew him up at the line mm. to where Kittle was like flying backwards. And I asked Miles after the game, like, why'd you do that? And he said, you know, you hit him sometimes, you give him that pop early on, they, they're thinking about it the rest of the game. Yeah. And again, I'm not saying that's why I his like numbers weren't what they were. But I noticed I one play, like Miles that. absolutely destroyed. And I said, like, were you just trying to get him off his route? Did you guys think he was the primary? You're trying to get him off his route. He's like, no, I just want to blow him up. And That's just, fine. There's and, nothing wrong with that. And he, and he blew him up. You'd have to go back. It was the play. Miles picked up the flag. Mm-hmm. The official was looking for his flag. And Miles had it in his hand. He handed it back to him. And then the very next play, he just destroyed Kittle on, yeah. on, 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 on when Kittle Things was trying like to get out Things like that can have a big impact on the game. Again, you mentioned it doesn't show up in the, in the, in the box score. But it's all those little things that add up. I thought the defense yesterday, we, we talked about the five games, 1,002 yards allowed, just barely over 200 yards per game. The last time a de- team did that in the NFL was 1970, and it was a pretty good different defense. Different game. Different game back Much then. Much different game, and that was a pretty good defense, too, that did that. So when you look at historically, we've ta- tried to measure this team historically. It's really tough to do through three games, four games, and five games. However, they are historically elite through five games. And it's worth noting, this schedule was front-loaded. It was. With yeah. really good teams. Yeah. They played the Niners. They played the Bengals. Now Burrow's on one leg, but I don't care. They played the, Bur- the Bengals, the Ravens. Like, they played some pretty good offenses and pretty good teams in there. And that makes those numbers even more impressive. It does. Browns and are- even though the Titans don't have a great offense, Derrick Henry's a great back. Absolutely. And Derrick Henry in every other game this year has had a big game. Yeah. He's played well outside of the Browns game. Yeah. That's – the Browns defense – listen – they got to do it for a lot longer before we call them historic on a season. But through here's what's the most important thing and the only thing that matters through, right now. Through five games, the Browns have the best defense in the NFL. There it is. There it That's is. That's it. End the conversation. Doesn't mean that they got to keep it up yep. for the whole year. But through five games, the Browns have the best defense in the NFL. Period. Uh, not not end of conversation. Not close. They're it almost, is not close. They're almost dead last in takeaways because we we, we got one yesterday. Yeah. But we did nothing with it. No complimentary football. When you take that football away, the offense has to do something. We went 20 yards the wrong direction and punted. It's you, baffling. The Browns have lost the turnover battle in every single game. I know. And they're three and two. Every yet game. they're three and, and two. Three that and defies two. NFL logic. Yeah, that's that can't continue. That no, will no. run out eventually. No, no. I mean, well, our, their quarterbacks. Our last quarterbacks two weeks, are, are last are two weeks. Quarterbacks no touchdowns, five picks. Yeah, our, quarter, our quarterbacks yeah. are turnover six. You got to have Watson back. If listen, if. <laughs> And I'm the one who says, don't be prisoner of the moment and don't go crazy. But if we if we can, it's a big if. We got to see it. I don't know when he's going to be back. But if we can get the Watson that played against Tennessee, then the Browns are as good as any team in football can win a Super Bowl. I'll, I'll it's that co-sign that. That's yeah. a huge if. It's a huge if. Because yeah. he's, we, we have seen him for three games yeah. this year. Three games. Three. Yeah. And he's only been that guy once. Right. McNuggets. Uh, real read? quick, you guys know I love advanced stats, analytics, and yes. all that stuff. The Browns' defensive EPA is off the charts this year, and EPA uses turnovers as one of the highest factors, weighted-wise, right. in calculating. So the even with the Browns, that. even though they are second to last in the NFL with takeaways, they still rank so high in EPA. Like, I'm talking, I think it's four of the top 18 games in the NFL this year are four Browns' defensive performances and the most 
highest graded EPAs. Wow. They are that good in every other category measurable outside of turning the ball over, yeah. which is partly luck. And there, there is some tangible there skill, is some skill to, to it. Though. But the fact that they are that high, despite the heaviest way to factor in the equation yeah. being irrelevant to them, is stupid. It, it like, breaks every level of math and every common sense factor yeah. you could put into it. It'd equation. be like scoring the yeah. most runs in baseball, but you're almost you 10 home runs. home runs. Yeah. Like, right. it's really difficult to be effective as a defense when you're not taking the ball away. And if you look at that, I saw that stat too, Mike, that the Browns have four of the best defensive performances in the top 18. And think about it, how many games, right? Every te- Most teams have played six games. Some have played five. You're talking about, what, 16 games a week? That's a... 16 times 72 games. No, it's 92 games. Yeah. So you've had a lot of games and the Browns have four of the top 18. No, six games. No other team has more than two. Assuming it's the Niners have two of the top 18. No other team has more than two. The Browns have four. Guys, what changed after that first drive? Because the first drive, San Francisco was doing whatever they wanted. They mowed, mowed right down the field. And we all thought the same thing. Oh boy, here we go. And, And that was it. San Francisco did not score another point the entire game that wasn't handed to them on a short field of, with a turnover. And by the way, McCaffrey didn't get hurt till the second half, so it was like that. So that was a factor in the second half, but not in the first no. half. And I don't Debo care. went out early. But Debo, I don't care about. Yeah. They've played with Debo's hurt all the time. They've played without him a million times and played great offense. Earlier this year, they had a game without him. Earlier this year, they had a game without. Uh, oh. Kittle. Did Kittle miss a game? No, Kittle, not the other wide receiver, Ayuk. He didn't play a game. There was one game a few weeks ago where Debo had no catches, and they won by 30 points. And so McCaffrey wasn't until the third quarter. So I don't want to hear about that. It's hard to say what changed. They're just a really great defense, and they knew they had to, the only way to win this game was to play was it, great. Was it Schwartz adjustments? Yeah, it was them first. I tell you about them scripted plays. Scripted plays is cheating. Scripted plays is, yeah. hey, we're going to work on these all week. We already know what we're going to run. It's like an open book. Yeah, test. like it's like, okay, I got my plays that you probably haven't seen on film, and we're going to run down the field and we're going to score. But after you run the little plays that you just threw in this week, now it's a chess match. You got to go play for play, matching with the defensive coordinator. Now it's his best play off the top of his head. It's your best play. What are you going to choose? And the Browns, the thing that the Browns do very well, and, and you're seeing it now, is you're seeing the rotation. Alex Wright, he's coming in, playing more. Uh, uh, Oboe, he's coming in. They don't just keep Miles Garrett out there for 100,000 snaps. They got enough depth to bring the, bring the pressure and keep bringing it. Yeah. And I think... The thing that happened to him was when you have the run game, it is very difficult to keep running the football when somebody is stopping you. Your natural reaction is to, you know what, I got, I got Debo, I got Ayuk, I got, I got Kittle. We need, we need to air this out a little bit. Right. We'll test them and back And that there. just didn't work. And it just didn't work. Just didn't work for you, bro. And, and, Jay, and, did you see anything? I, saw, I just saw Brock Purdy being really uncomfortable. He had, his feet were a mess. His footwork was a mess. He yeah. was never comfortable in the pocket. I just I think that they just got after him, and we've seen a lot in the NFL where a team will march down and score, and then that's it. Then they get stoned the, the rest. Browns of the game. have done that a number of times. They've been the, on the opposite end where they move down and score, and then right. they can't get anything. Yeah. So I just the the secondary played incredibly well. There was nobody open. There was nobody open, and and, and the back end. And when you're bringing pressure with four and five, you can drop extra guys into coverage. <laughs> And it just worked perfectly. The the line oh, with the secondary worked really well. Look at that disgusting that, stat. That's crazy. Allowing a 7.5 QBR in man coverage. 71% of the dropbacks, by the way. So, I mean, your menu is loaded with man coverage. They haven't played that much man all year. And they got guys that are doing it at a high level. Shout out. I thought Denzel Ward, again, just played a, a, a fantastic game. They You can't even... They're not even looking his way sometimes. Yeah. They're just deciding, I'm going to go at Martin Emerson. I'm going to throw the ball to. And think about it. Besides that last drive, what did Purdy have before the last drive where now you kind of, you know, you know, made a little shifty play? Very little. The he, Niners had six yards in the third quarter. Six. They averaged less than four yards per play for the whole game. Less than four yards per play. Think about that. That's ridiculous. Well, The, the Browns- Niners had averaged. 402.5 yards of offense yes. per game going into yesterday. 402.5. Cut that yesterday, they had 215. Yeah. 
it was it was something to watch. I mean, you know, we talked about sometimes when everything when when everybody's saying one thing about a game coming in, it's the NFL. It was the same thing with the Jets and the Eagles. As I was watching that game, I just kept thinking to myself, this is this is like a carbon copy of what we just watched. Well, Vegas <laughs> I looked this up yesterday. Vegas when the Browns are this big of an underdog, they first of all, they've been this a nine point favorite of nine point dog or Browns more. Browns usually lose. Seventy five times since That's they came back. Stunning. It's by far the most in the NFL. I think the Lions were like sixty three ish times. Browns seventy five times. Before yesterday, five and seventy in games when they were nine point dogs or more. It's a game. Five you're and seventy. To lose. They were so- Everything said they were supposed to lose. We've had as many presidential elections as we've had Browns wins when they were nine-point underdogs or more. <laughs> Seriously, it's now six to six in presidential elections and Browns wins. So about once every four years, they do it. It's it, nothing. Well, was, I don't know that they're going to be favorite. Well, hope, if they have watched back, they won't be favorite, a dog by double digits. You know what would be funny to look at? How many times the Patriots have been a double dog digit in that same time? I can pull it Because much of that was with Brady, yeah. where they were oh, never Are they going to be double-dog double on digit. the digits a uh, few times might the rest be. of this Yeah, year. they might. Teddy Bruschi, by the way, this morning, saying it might be time for Kraft to make a move. Wow. And Bruschi and Belichick were as close as any coach quarterback that I was yeah. aware of. That's been or for a couple player, weeks now. I, I mean, the Browns are just going to have a chance every game because of their defense. Right. Now, ultimately, as a whole, they're going to have to play way better offensively to do what we hope they can do in the long run. Then they've played. Their offense has been. Yeah, eventually so you're going to have to beat a whole bunch of good teams in a row right. in the playoffs. In the playoffs. And my thing, but, for, but their defense is going to give them a chance every single week. How, how can they get PJ Walker not to throw three picks? Because like he only threw two. two. To be fair. Okay. He threw two, two, but I'll tell you what, guys, we, we all thought the same he, thing when the ball came out of his hand into the end, the end zone. He's, That's he, it. They he, just lost the football game. He scares me, and the Browns with that defense have a chance to beat anybody. But with P.J. Walker at quarterback, they got a chance to lose to anybody. Yeah, he's terrible. <laughs> he's not a good quarterback. Like, but I, I thought I thought it was, you know, Jay, you and I last week said, just stick with DTR, stick with DTR. Yeah. But the Browns made the right call. Because In the end, PJ, it was the right call. P.J. Walker... If nothing else, right, there was a little leadership in that. Yeah. Watching the huddle, he was a leader. Yeah, he you was. know, he's not that good a now, player. Now the other thing too was, then we we don't know how it would have turned out. He had a whole week to get ready, where DTR had two weeks really. You know, but yes, yep, two weeks essentially. Uh, before we move too far down the road on yesterday's game, because there's a lot to talk about still. Do we know anything at all about Deshaun's situation? Is he going to play against Indy? Because I've seen, I saw some tweets. Yeah, and there's some a chance. Yeah, it's really weird. I mean, it's a good thing they won because it's it's sort of yeah. None of the talk from last week matters. It anymore. burned off all the ugly yeah. words. Pushes some <laughs> of the questions right. off for a few days, but it's really strange around around what's what's ever happening with Deshaun. And Even Chef. now, is there more stuff that we no, don't know about? No, no. I'm just saying it's just been it's. The, all of the information has been really confused. Yeah, the by, by the way, worse. I'm expecting, and we should all be expecting, the Browns to go win in Indy, whether no matter who the quarterback is, because they got a backup quarterback too. Right. Yeah. And he just threw three picks in their game. Yeah. And they got both raced by Jackson. I think there's a but chance. But that quarterback of, also beat the Ravens team that took care of us easily. Yeah. In Baltimore. Well, so I can, I'm not going to wash all of that. Out. I know it's that, but I'm just saying. So which, it's which, to which Colts are we going to get? Right. Which, which Browns, Browns are we going to get? Throw it into a hat. There's, and, there's probably, I'd say there's a chance he plays against Indy, but. I couldn't put a percentage on it. Browns yeah. opened as a two-point favorite, oh, which is fair. I think run, they should be run that football. I mean, with that run defense that alone, are we are we go? What do we got next, Mike? I got a read, and I got a special read for you guys. You know why? No. New sponsor alert. Are you guys yeah, ready? Right. Heard about Give me a drum. Everyone, give me a drum real quick. A big sponsor alert. Ooh, looks like an earthquake back yeah. there. We officially have a sportsbook sponsor, guys. What? If you're trying to snap into the NFL action this season, you better be doing it with FanDuel. FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. It's also the number one sportsbook of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Right now, I mean right now, brand new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200, win or lose, regardless of the outcome. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of options, including spreads, player pops, over-unders, and much, much more. The Browns. And the Colts this weekend, if you're looking to place a wager, maybe you're riding high on Brown's Kool-Aid fever, well, you better be using FanDuel, and you better be using FanDuel.com slash UCSS to kick off the action. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL, and FanDuel.com slash UCSS, the official sportsbook of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Yeah, and we know how loyal our fans are. We know. 
Well, our, our subscribers now are over, what, 31,000? Um, yes. Let's take one second to do this. We do it from time to time, but while we have a huge audience, it's important right now. If you haven't subscribed and you're watching the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, maybe you watched the Bills Giants last night, and the very first commercial you see on Channel 3 after the game was Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. And you're like, what is this? And how has this not been a regular part of my life? We're here every day. Hit the subscribe button. And you know how important this is. Hit the like button. Free. Cost you nothing. Subscribe. Cost you nothing. You'll get updates and alerts whenever we go live. We're always live 11 to 1 Monday through Friday. We're always live at the two-minute warning of the fourth quarter of all Browns games. But we're also live if there's a big trade. Say two weeks from now. The Browns make a huge trade for a wide receiver. You want to be the first one to know about that and to hear what the guys are saying about that. You'll get an alert when you subscribe. You'll be able to click on and watch our breaking news coverage of anything big like that Cleveland sports, not just Browns, Cavs, and Guardians as well. And before we move on real quick, we're trying to break a views record today. We were so close, so close in week one of hitting 4K concurrence. Yeah. We're at 37 right now. Tell your sister, your mom, your brother, your friend, your cousin, your aunt, your uncle, your grandpa, I don't care, your coworker. Tell them to tune in. We're trying to break 4,000 today. What's our show record? Do we know? Uh, well, yeah, but we don't know till the next day, so it, yeah, it not, not irrelevant right now. True. Let's talk about Kevin Stefanski real quick. G, you alluded to this <laughs> before. He's beaten Cincinnati on a regular, consistent basis. He has yet to beat a team before yesterday of the caliber of San Francisco in the regular season. So, G, I'll start with you on this. Is this officially a signature win for Mr. Kevin yep. Stefanski? So, I, I totally agree. Why? Uh, big, big time, uh, big time win because um, he could have came out here and got boat raced. Um, the, the 49ers were coming off uh, the biggest win of the season against the Dallas Cowboys. And Kevin Stefanski, you know, he, we, we know the laundry list of people we, he didn't have in. But one of the things that he did was he kept the game muddy, ugly, and played to his strength. There was a couple of times that I, I really wanted him to, to run the football a little more or run in certain circumstances. And I like the fact that you did come out and protect yourself. You did say P.J. Walker threw that ball at the end of the game. He was not supposed to throw the ball, and he was crazy for trying to do it. See, Kevin, sometimes telling the truth really actually works because we was, we was getting on you. But I'm like, why would you be throwing the ball, even giving him an opportunity down there when you, you could have you ran the ball three times, had three timeouts, and, and left no time on the clock? But – the cool thing I liked about what he did in that game was he brought, he dusted off Kareem Hunt. He dusted him off and said, listen, we're going to need you, big fella. We're going to need you. It doesn't look pretty in the game You plan. called for that, by the way, on Friday. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I, that's another one of the crystal ball um, type deals that I had yesterday or <laughs> last week. Yeah, Kareem Hunt ran the ball aggressively. I thought like what he did, and I liked the fact that he mixed it up just enough where there wasn't all kind of crazy protections and crazy stuff happening with like the, what was happening with DTR, with people just coming free in the backfield, people blitzing you. I thought the protection schemes was better. And plus, the, the best thing that he did is he said, listen, I'm going to let the defense lead. You know, I'm going to let the defense handle that. And Jim Schwartz looked like he had people angry all last week because I know they had was in the film room talking about what Baltimore was doing. I thought they came out with a chip on their shoulder, and what Kevin Stefanski did, it says, listen, listen, with this defense, punting is okay sometimes. Sure. And you look like you got a punter, and it looks like you got a kicker. Looks like. Looks like. Roquez averaged almost 55 yards a punt yesterday. I mean, special teams are now playing a factor. Yeah. I like the changes that he made, and he got DPJ off the kick, or the, the yeah. punt return team, too. I like that. I thought, did DPJ play yesterday? Yeah, yeah. He, I think I think he got kidnapped with uh, George Kittle. Yeah. I, I thought that milk cart. Yeah, he had yeah, no catches. Milk box. I thought Kevin Stefanski was great yesterday. He did a magnificent job. He's been unfairly maligned quite often, and I thought he was tremendous. I thought the game plan was great. Uh, he ran the ball. What they run thirty-five times. The only reason it was, no, it was thirty-four to thirty-four. Yeah, the only reason exact wow. five hundred. The score. only reason wow. it was fifty-fifty is because they had to throw in those last couple right. of drives to to try to come back because they had been run heavy. They stuck with it. Even I mean, they were running the ball effectively, but there were times early where they would struggle a little bit with the run, and he kept sticking with it. And and G was right. Good call to use Kareem Hunt. But Jerome Ford in the second half was great. He had a lot of big runs. He moved the chains. They didn't get greedy. 
you know, listen, you were playing with a quarterback who's not a starting quarterback in the NFL. He missed some easy throws on a couple of those last couple Ooh. of drives. Easy throws. Practice Wide squad. open receivers. And yet, because of the running game and because of the penalties and because of the defense. But I thought Stefanski, I, I, it was a terrible decision by P.J. Walker to throw that ball, obviously, in the end zone. Even if, even if you're supposed to throw there, you only throw it if somebody's wide open. Not into traffic in that situation doesn't make never, any sense. Never. He got lucky, and they. But I thought Stefanski had a great game plan. I thought he deserved an A plus for the game. Yeah, I. You're not gonna get any argument out of me. I've thought yeah. all along that he's he's a much better coach than people give him credit for. I don't think the running game's fixed by any means. But Ford did have a couple of really nice runs in the second half. He got stoned pretty hard in the first half. Yeah. Kareem, he had a couple of great runs. I'll give him his due on that. I still don't – he's still – He's serviceable. Come on, he's better. He's not completely washed. Hey, there was a couple of plays I said five he's missing yards. one wheel. He's missing one wheel. Hey, I, hey, I, I still, yards, I still don't yards. think he is. Oh. I, I, what he he's gave averaging 3.3 yards in carry. I know. Tough. What, like, here's what you tough. can't measure. You always say about stats, those, they don't measure that. Yeah. He takes his pound of flesh on the defense when he runs the ball. You know what I liked? I liked that he they runs went, hard. I liked that they went to Kareem on the last possession because you have more faith in his ball security I did too. than the young he guy. He fumbled once in 1,300 But I, I thought Ford was overall the better back of the Oh, he was. Oh, no question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no he, but he, Kareem Hunt but Kareem is still, still serviceable. Got, Kareem's not what he was. We know that. But he's still got something That's the left. only point I've made. Is like, that's it. He's, he's got three wheels. So know what you've got going well, in. You know what? If yeah. that's what he looks like with three wheels, I'll take it. That's fine. And uh, I've, I really like the, the – the touchdown call with Harrison Bryant. Oh, that was brilliant! Because everyone's expecting the everyone's expecting the the quarter the keeper. All the trick plays worked, and now they're brilliant. Yeah, hey, real quick. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, they, that's how it works. <laughs> they're always brilliant when they work. <laughs> wait, wait, real quick. When they don't on, work, they suck. On this play, and the dots do a better job than any replay can. Look where all of San Francisco's defense, and we can't start from the game, but when it, this refreshes, right now he's surrounded by three guys. Look where all the linemen were to then pitch it yep. up. Yeah, I think I think Bull could have ran that one in. Well, by the way, we we I just was pretty harsh on DPJ. DPJ threw a pretty key block on that run, didn't he? He did, and we got to give him credit for that. One, th- can you go back to the Stefanski bio card? One yes, thing that's troubling to me, guys, um, because you know, yes, much better job calling plays. Uh, we asked, could he could he uh, you know stamp his genius card if he beats the Niners on Friday? We asked. Oh that. no, we're not, not going a there. genius. Here's what genius. really troubles me. Uh, is that last number? Well, he was one in twenty-three before. I know yesterday. Yesterday, yesterday was one of the two wins that he's been able to pull out when trailing by four. Does points that include twenty-twenty? In Everything. That's yeah, whole, that, that's, that's as a head coach. Yeah, that's as a head, head coach. coach. That's that's concerning. Well, most teams have a bad record in those situations. You got to have some comeback wins. That you is got, real yeah, quick. Sure. Just for context, it's worse, right? In the, that's the second worst. The okay. Panthers are the only team yeah, with you're right. fewer wins. Yeah, I saw that. I, it's bad. That's. It's, it's yeah. it's bad. Yep, can't. Yeah. And part of it also is part of it is look at the quarterback play and <clears throat> late, late game got to have a moment uh, that has not been yeah. good. No, if the quarterbacks you, uh, and the coach take credit for that. Yeah, or blame. Yeah, I, I, I'm with Jason. There, there's a lot of times where the Browns will be moving, and how many times have we seen interceptions that end key late? Just like we got, we the almost ball, saw it yesterday. We almost saw it yesterday. It's it, that's a function of under if your quarterback can understand the moment, right? Some quarterbacks are, are arrogant enough to think they got an arm to fit it in other places, and some quarterbacks ain't smart enough to understand that you shouldn't throw it there. Like so, but isn't, <laughs> isn't the coach's job? Like I, I was, I was hot last night that Brian Dable was throwing a fit over what what Tyrod, uh, Taylor. Tyrod Taylor did at he, the end of the quarter. If you didn't see it, just before halftime, yeah. they had 12 seconds left. He checked out of a pass play because they could have thrown three plays in that 12 seconds. To a run. He checked that into a run, and that was it. They get no points. And Dable is screaming at his coordinator and screaming at his quarterback. You're the head coach. All I, that's under your purview. I, I mean, okay, but, but what, supposed, his what are you supposed Why? to do if the quarterback says no? No, I'm going to tell you right now. Why is the checkout play a run? No, no, what? No, no. Here's what you do when they call that play, and he, you call it in, in his helmet. You say no, 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 no. He's, he's like, and guess what? No checking to a run. Do not check to a well, run. Well, gee, the way, you, the way you call that situation is you, you have two plays called, but the check down play is also a pass. So you can still look at the defense, see what they're in, and now call to a pass that you think might work better against that alignment. A run should never been an option well, in, that, I, in that sequence. I don't know how you blame Kevin for 
PJ throwing into triple coverage. In no, the no, end no, zone. no, no, that no, was. No. But that I'm bringing it back to the Browns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ultimately, yeah. though, that was ultimately and, and, that's on on PJ. And I do think you know you run it there. You make San Francisco use its last timeout. You kick the field goal. But I get they're tr- Kevin's always going to go for six. Thinking, it's thinking of a and I think they yeah. six. And I like yeah. that mentality. Because if you go yeah. for six, now you're forcing them to go for six. Right. The that's other right. Because they only so need a field goal. Yeah, right. Everyone's screaming, why are you throwing it there? Right. Well, that, that was stupid. That's why you're throwing right. it no, there. Because I'm you're okay going for six. I'm okay with the decision to throw, but here's what has to be drilled into the head of all the quarterbacks. And not just Browns quarterbacks, all quarterbacks. Your, your best throw is a wide open receiver. The only other throw is sailing it out of bounds. That's I it. hear you, Jay. It's easy to say in the moment. Yeah, when you're on the moment on the field, guys are feeling the pressure, trying to make a uh, play. And, and, Don't feel it. You and, know, and, and take I'm, the automatic points that give I'm you the lead. It's easy for us to if, say yes. not playing the game. If it was a regular quarterback, yeah. I, I would have. I wouldn't have no problem throwing it. But if it's a third string backup, no, no, no. But I, I got no problem yeah, throwing. I, it was it was clear he told him to to not throw it. Yeah, any, but, but that was. I like the aggressive mentality though. I got the idea. I thought going for a touchdown there was the right thing. Yeah. And it worked out, uh, and fortunately, their kicker missed the kick at the end of the game. Yeah. And a lot of the stuff that we're okay with today, we would be putting a hot magnifying glass on had that kick sailed through the uprights because now you can go back and cherry-pick any number of things that in the moment yeah. seemed egregious, yeah. but that's well, why, you know, when, when you win games, it just hides. Right. It's a great the racer. Old, actually, the everything. only beef I had with Stefanski was when they – on fourth down, tried to draw him off sides and called a timeout. Yeah, that almost that was bad. stupid. That, that didn't make bad. any sense. Yeah. That that was a mistake by Stefanski. Uh, that was that was my only beef with him in the game, really. Yeah, yeah I didn't like that. You know, I, I I I just be happy for the people because how many games? I can't remember a game when in my lifetime, and I'm forty what two. I can't remember a game when. It gets down to that, and you start to see the the, the momentum shifting and the and the events happening in succession, where you're like, "Oh no, this is about yeah. to happen." Did you again. think? Yeah. Did anybody think he the, was going to miss that no, kick? No, 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 no. I, I, I in fact, when yeah. they got the ball to start the last drive, with the time on the clock and everything, I said, "Okay, I've seen this movie. I've seen it a lot. I know the script by heart." The script. They'll yeah. they'll have a dumb penalty, keep a drive alive. They'll move the ball down the field. They'll get into field goal range, and the kicker will split the uprights, and the Browns lose and another happen. heartbreaker. And that's the way it unfolded. Dumb penalty. Here they go. Boom, boom, boom. The quarterback has been a dud all game. Gets them down close. A very makeable kick. Yeah. Very makeable kick. Yeah. By and a it, great kicker. And football. It, and it went the other way. And I was like, finally. I was happy for all the I people. Know. Finally, y'all get to go to work on Monday and be like, that was a doggone shame. I and, feel sorry for them. They and, missed that field. And I, we'll and take the win. You could argue it's a loser mentality. I tweeted, you know, when the Browns were losing towards the end, I'm like, hey, listen, I, I think the Browns have played as well as they could today. I'm not going to kill them if they lose this game. I but felt the fi- exact same way. But go find a way yeah. to win, and no, they did. That was one of those games we talked yeah. about on Friday. If they lose a close game, it's not a win, but there are things you can take from it. Yeah. Um, giving the players today off. Do you like that, Jay? Uh, yeah, they earned it. Yep, I like it too. I like it a lot. They earned Love it. it. They're I coming like off the bye, but they yep. with the, with that type of performance, you can give them the I day think off. they earned it. They that extra day is going to mean a lot and it's also like a reward system, you know. This is really interesting. Uh, Zach tweeted this. Mike, I don't know if you can pull it up off Zach Jackson's Twitter account. Zach, yeah, I'll find it. The weather applied metrics of we were talking about the wind earlier, how the wind affected the last kick. Basically, the wind pushed that last kick 2.3 yards to the right. Thank so you. it was. Thank you, Lake Erie. The <laughs> the initial kick was point was less than a half of yard from the center. When wow! He, and then the spin, the spin took it less than a yard to the right, and it was the wind that pushed it. The rest how the hell of the do way. they measure that? Isn't that I ridiculous? Know. That I don't they know, know how they measure that. How do you that? possibly know that? Shout know. out to Hopkins. By the way, he's been putting them boys right I down know the he middle. Has. Although he I missed right it. down the middle. Okay. You know what's funny? He, he is he missed that first one, uh-huh. and I'm like, oh, is this the day it goes south yeah, for him? I know. And then because Jason's been saying, oh, these kicks are easy. He's supposed to make them. Let's see what happens well, when that, the weather gets he's bad. He's right, because Cade York yes. hit his kicks early, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. And then the weather went bad, and Cade he's York went bad. He's the first kicker since Cade York to make four kicks in a game. Wow. Cade did it last year, early in the season. Well, that's right. And then the wheels fell off. Where you get this set mobile screen from? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, how come they can figure this out, but they can't Even figure... Even the font, bro. I'm like, yo. <laughs> Guys, how come they can figure this out, but they need freaking chains to tell you about a first down? Can I we like get something in the ball? That was well, not a first... 
The I Browns like had gotten that first down. That, they measured. It was almost like the fix was in. Yeah, first of all, they gave him a terrible spot. I was and high. then they measure it, and the tip of the ball is at the sticks, and he, go, and he goes like this. And then he picked the ball up and tried to move it yeah, backwards. Then they, then they I'm like, to, I, what are you guys doing? I said, you can't pick the ball up. I said, he really picked the ball up, and they did it again. <laughs> see, I, I, couldn't, moved I, it. I couldn't see that from the press box, but was, I saw Wyatt Teller lost his mind. Well, he should. Right. He was like, and, you got to be kidding they me. Tried, yeah, one of the, one, I don't know if it, who it was in the telecast, but one of them said, well, maybe the angle was right. The angle was right down the line. You yeah. could see the tip of the ball was right I, at the stick. I, I, I don't know what happened. The referees are not cheating. But no, I'm not they suggesting cleared, they are. But, but they in that cl- moment, it sure felt like, like the it. fix well, was I'm more than suggested. I said I they're know. on FanDuel. And you were emotional, and I get it. <laughs> Again, if a referee was going to cheat, he wouldn't make it that obvious. I'm, uh, well, when he picked the ball up, and, it, I, I, and I it was, was crazy. The stick, and I then was, he moved it back about 10 inches. I'm like... What am I looking at? It was crazy, oh, no. but in the end, the ref, the the replay did. And fix. that's the first time I've seen a spot overturned on replay. They never no, overturned they a spot. It. They it was, but, cl- but it was obvious. It was clear. And then, it was clear. And, and then the yeah. face mask, the face mask they called on the punt, where where the guy is just literally just face masking him. And they said they called on the Browns, and then, and then you they see, fixed it. And you see, he got it. the right number, wrong team. He, yeah, he's seen the replay. I said, oh no, this can't be. This can't be. Like, no, 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 no. The no, Browns no. got the, the benefit of the calls in the second well, half. I, you know what? That's yeah. a good point. And yeah. let's talk about a key penalty before that helped quick, the Browns switch win. over to penalties. Let me get a reading because we got okay. uh, we got a bunch of sponsors. Don't now, let me lose so that got, thought. We got to get reads in. Uh, next up, real quick, if you need comfortable clothes for the upcoming Brown season. Bird Dogs, where to be at. They're casual, comfortable, athletic, and stylish. Check them out, birddogs.com. Okay, so the penalty. Two, on, two in a row. On Yes. Yeah. Which, you know, both of them, look, if they were called against our team, we'd be going absolutely nuts. Yes, 100%. But they were called in our favor. We deserve a few. History yeah. tells us. We'll take them, and we're not going to apologize. Never should. However, on the targeting, well, it's not targeting, but on, on the defenseless, defenseless receiver, receiver call, if you watch the Bills-Giants game, there was a play in a key moment of the game that looked identical, yep. and they threw the yep. flag, and they talked about it, and they said, nope, it wasn't to the head and neck area. It was to yeah. the shoulders, and they picked up the flag. In truth, that call, we, that was a huge break for us because it wasn't to the head and neck area. It was right here. It looked perfectly legal. Without that, we're talking yeah. about a much different outcome right now. Now, listen, and it would have been fourth But down. I'm not apologizing. It would have been for, it's it part converted of fourth the down. game. It is part of the There's game. There's bad calls good that go bad. against every team, yep. and fans always whine about it for their teams. Right. I can't stand it. you got to find a way to overcome. And then even the holding penalty on the Niners, the next call, was very questionable. I thought it was, but too. who cares? I thought, but I'm you, not going to apologize, because yeah. how many times have those calls That's gone right. against us? That's right. Hopefully, they all come out in the wash. I think that officiating crew, though, all things considered, was one of the worst officiating I thought I've it, seen by a game on a game this I year. I thought there were like 10 bad calls. Well, there were 20, 24 penalties called in the game. I mean, think about that. It was the most in the NFL this season, not only in number of flags, but in penalty yards well, in totality. Go back to the to go back to the face mask one. They, they they played it on the stadium scoreboard, and then they like rewound it in real time, and then played it again, and then rewound it and played it. Well, well so I, when he came back on and said. After discussing, well, I know it was on a. Of course, yeah, they're 16. not supposed to watch it, but they do. <laughs> oh, how do you not? It's yeah. right there, and yeah. they kept running it back and over and over and over yeah, again. Yeah, that was funny. And it was almost like he was chiding the fans, like he was saying, "We get it." But he did say, we, "Sorry for the confusion." Yeah, I've never I heard know. an official. That say was that. a great. Call. They have to work with these officials because it's almost it's getting to the point where they feel like if there's a big play. Something had to happen where that big play happened. Like they're looking for reasons to be like, "Oh, big play! Did you hold? Yeah. Did, was that pass interference?" You're like, "Listen, I, I would like to see guys win games on the field." That's I don't. Well, but if there's a penalty, it should be called. Yes, not, but, but should it, not be called. But there was. No, I thought that crew was looking penalties. for things. Yeah, they, they their eyes were days. very sharp. I, I thought it was. A, I don't disagree at all. I thought that it was a poorly called game. In fairness to the officials, they, we're watching these oh, on slow motion replay, yeah. and they got to do everything. And we got at. 15 angles for right. replay, yeah. exactly. Except for except for the one time where Amari Cooper just yeah. ran for a touchdown, and he clearly there was no excuse for that because like the ref was right there yeah. looking However, right at the sideline. I agree that I thought it was particularly bad, obviously for both teams. Yesterday, uh, we talked about Jim Schwartz' dominance over what many think is one of the best coaches in the NFL. Clearly, one of the top offensive minds, guys. Uh, 
this isn't a small sample size now. He's no. nine and one against the guy. But even as what what does he have over him? What is it that he's is it he's taking away what they do best? Is it pressure? Because like at this point, it's not an anomaly. No, he owns it. Yeah, he, he, he is living rent free in, in his game, head in ten games. Twenty points once in ten games. That's a un- Shanahan offense. Who had scored 30 points at 10 of 11 with Brock I, You Purdy. know what? I, if you go back, I would love to know the percentage of games coached by Shanahan where he was either the primary play caller, either the offensive coordinator or the head coach. The number of times that his teams, first of all, has been held below 20 points. Yeah, but the, not, nine, the nine, but the nine, nine and one includes a couple of games where he was a position coach, right? Yes. Yeah, it was we six and take one. those out. It's still so like now six it's or seven and one. one. Well, even, yeah. even I mean, that's, yeah, we that's should a just huge use that. Seven, seven and one is fine with me. Seven and one. Like, there's something there. I don't know no what doubt. it is, but he is living in his head. When you, when you get uh, Shanahan, they are they so multiple in what they do. They do a lot of misdirection stuff. They run from different platforms. Like, they just do a really good job of keeping you off, like, off key. So, if you're a team that has a bunch of keys and a bunch of reads and we're going to switch to this coverage if they come out in this formation – you're going to get bogged down, and by you, by the time you know it, they're running a play, and they just ran a reverse, or they right. ran a jet motion play. But, you know, uh, Jim Schwartz has figured out the holy grail, and it's been there right in front of everybody's face. If you simply... If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Be destructive and you are dismantling people up front and you have penetration everywhere. There's nothing you can do. Pulling doesn't work. Play action doesn't work. <laughs> Running outside doesn't work. If you simplify things and you say, guys up front, all I want you to do is see if you can put your hands through that guy's shoulder pads and knock him back 15 yards every play. Yeah. Just like Jason so it's just said. Just aggression. Just like yeah. Jason said. You be when George Kittle gets punched in the mouth and he's like, dang, Miles Garrett just he he just sacrificed himself on that play just to put me in the stands. That that changes everything. Now you're taking something away. Now Christian McCaffrey got to make two or three moves because there's a guy standing right in front of him and he cuts right into another guy. He does a good job of just saying, I'm going to bet that my guys are going to play man-to-man coverage because yeah. I know they're good at it and my guys up front are going to be in the backfield. So it's really a point of it. attack. And, and think about it. McCaffrey, after that first drive, was not really hadn't done anything no. until the time he got hurt. And I, But I thought the Niners made a huge mistake. They got away from the run. Yep. That was a I huge thing. They barely ran the ball in the second half. too early. Yeah, and, and uh, you know who had a huge game out of nowhere yesterday for the Browns? Rodney McLeod. He led yeah. them in tackles. He yeah. was fantastic. He, he made tackles. a lot of plays in that game. Yeah, he led them in tackles, I think, with eight and seven solo Is there tackles. anybody on the Browns' defense that's not playing well? I can't think of no. anybody. We didn't mention Taki Taki much yesterday. I can't even say Jordan Elliott. And he starts, and he's just in the backfield. I saw Elliott in the backfield a couple so Darius times. Darius Smith yeah. hasn't made any splash plays, has he? No. I feel like he's he, been pretty quiet. He hasn't, but early on yeah. in the Cincinnati game, the very first play of the game, he made a blow-up play at the line. He's had moments here and there, but if, I think it's the sum of the parts, guys. Yeah, but I, I, think about this. Yeah. I, would anybody disagree with this? On the defensive line, Miles to different levels because they're different caliber of players. Right. But Miles Garrett, uh, Ogbo, Dalvin Tomlinson, those three guys are playing as well as they can play, I think. Yes. They're playing extremely well. They're giving level. you what you expect. Right? Yep. Anth- and linebacker, Anthony Walker, JOK, both playing great. Very well. And in the secondary. I think everybody's playing well. I think Taki Taki's playing Everybody's well. playing great in the secondary, I mean, right? That, But you know what? For an elite defense, and yeah. I know it's, we can't talk about them all-time great, but through five games, they are historically elite. Yes. yes. They're doing things that defenses, great defenses. You don't see – the Ravens defense with Ray Lewis and their Super Bowls 
up there. You don't see the Buccaneers and the Bears up there. They're an elite company through five games. Yep. You can't have a weak link. No, you don't. Because if you do, and they don't. a good offensive coordinator is going to find it and expose it. And it's crazy that All they've guys- gone from horrible to fantastic. Who I know it's to Jim Schwartz. Obviously, he gets a lot of the credit. The players deserve plenty of credit, too. They've played great, and they've upgraded the talent, certainly, on the D-line. But, man. Jay, uh, I, I know it's way too early to start talking about this, but it feels to me like Jim Schwartz is going to get another shot at a head coach. If he wants it. I don't know if he wants it. You don't? I yeah. haven't talked. I mean, I haven't talked to him. I, hope, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want it? Maybe at his age, he doesn't. He's older. You know, does well, he want to go to no, a he's band? He's not team? older. Let's let's dispel that myth right now. I think he's fifty-seven or fifty-eight. I, I, in terms of head coaches, though, that that's old. Well, the trend in the NFL is to hire kids. Yes. So I I agree with that. However, th- there's one trend that's undeniable in the NFL: hey, great defense and win games. Hey, they need to put him on that Bill Callahan plan. That's what you're gonna get. Yeah. I, so I maybe a high paid. Uh, yeah. No, high. I'm sure he. I'm sure he's one of the highest paid DCs already. High S. I don't know if he is. He he didn't go. He he came from a a consulting job with the Titans. Right. Now, I think his his stock has gone like this. And my fear is at the end of the year, there's going to be a team or two that says, let's let's go after this guy. The trend is young offensive minds. It is. That's where you go find your head coach. So he is, he's not. He's not old, but he's not young. No, he's in the middle. And he's not offense. Now, you know, Robert Saleh is a head coach from the defensive side. And has done very and it, well. And it feels like the, the well, worm is very well. He's never look, what he's, look where he is right now. He hasn't made the playoffs. Look where he is right now. With a, with, when, when everyone thought, oh, Aaron Rodgers is done. Right. That was a big one yesterday. Done they nice They're doing in New York what we're doing here in Cleveland. Yeah, but they have to do it all year long. And we'll they see do. How that, we'll and see I don't how know that they can. But, you know, if you hire, if you have a defensive-minded head coach, you're constantly going to be losing your offensive guys to head coaching jobs if, sure. you, if you hire the right. right guys. So we'll see. I think worrying I, I about know. Schwartz leaving now is yeah. pointless. No, yeah. I don't want to worry yeah. about it. I wanted to get on the radar and say, is he going to be a guy that's in high demand at season's end? There's always seven chairs that get turned over right. on I, average. Seven head coaches and, every and, year. And so Belichick I would think w- that he would be one of the top seven candidates somewhere. And, and if Belichick want to ride out into the sunset, I, I guarantee the Patriots to take a look at him. Well, I, what about his son? I, it, uh, yeah. they, they resigned Mayo, who yeah. the Browns were going to interview for the defensive coordinator. Yeah, job. yeah, yeah. And essentially, if is he the coach in waiting now? Promised that he's the head coach in yeah. waiting. Yeah, okay. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.